Welcome in, everyone. It's already week five in college football. How about that? It's Big 12 Bets, a part of the Heartland College Sports Network. Again, if you're listening to this podcast today, make sure you rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. We are very happy to be with you every week, leading you in the kickoff. We're fully into conference play now. By the way, I'm Jeff Parles. I should probably tell you who I am. Of course, a part of the Heartland College Sports Network, heartlandcollegesports.com, where you can find the best bets right up for this week in the Big 12 as well. I'll put that out on Wednesday. And we also have three bonus bets that are exclusive to the article on the website, heartlandcollegesports.com, I should say, heartlandcollegesports.com. All right, let's get to it. All conference games now, folks. Really excited to be fully ingrained in conference play now in the Big 12. And we start on Friday night in Provo, a 10-15 Eastern, 7-15 Pacific start, 8-15 local in Provo. BYU, Cincinnati, rude awakening to the new conference for both of these teams a week ago. Cincinnati's defense was up to the task last week, but Emory Jones and the Bearcat offense Really had a hard time against Oklahoma at Nippert Stadium last week. 20-6 to the final. Bearcats did cover the 14.5 that we talked about on the podcast a week ago. The 14 that was out when uh, this podcast fully came out pushed. You know, I- I'll say this with Cincinnati because this is now back-to-back losses for them. Of course, they lost to Miami of Ohio. But you look at that game against Oklahoma from the defensive side of the ball real quick, okay? It was better than it was against Miami of Ohio. Now, Oklahoma just shy of six yards of play. They turned Cincinnati had a big turnover, forced on Oklahoma when the Sooners were driving to get more points at the end of the first half. It was good enough. It was good enough against an Oklahoma offense that, look, has really done great things against non-conference opponents, but... As we talked about on the show last week, I wanted to see how they did against a better opponent. Cincinnati much better than anyone. I don't know about much better, but I like them better than than SMU, at least defensively speaking. And Oklahoma only scored 20 points and averaged less than six yards of play. Okay. Offensively speaking for Cincinnati, this is now multiple games running where Emory Jones does not look any good. And he turned it over through twice. He didn't really even run the ball well. 15 carries for 42 yards, was sacked a few times. But I'm very concerned about Emory Jones long-term with Cincinnati. And if the Bearcats, look, the Bearcats have an uphill battle to make a bowl now. They are fortunate that they get Iowa State and Baylor both at home, both of those very winnable games. And, of course, right now with Cincinnati favored by two and a half points at the DraftKings Sportsbook, This is a game that you're supposed to win when you're favored, regardless of where it is. Of course, this game on the road, difficult place to play. First time Cincinnati playing BYU, both of these members. Of course, it's just in the second game as a member of the Big 12 Conference. If you look at this from the BYU perspective, there are injuries galore. Earlier in the week, BYU was the favorite in this game. This game has flipped because of the injuries on the BYU side. Injuries defensively. It is a sellout. You know, I'll say this. I'll say this with BYU. I thought they played well enough to win last week in Lawrence. They definitely played well enough. 
But in the end, the turnovers did him in. And two defensive touchdowns, you're not overcoming that on the road in conference, especially against a team that we have talked about being one of the better teams in the league, which I firmly believe Kansas to be at this point. I don't think there's much arguing that anymore. Slovis had to throw the ball 51 times last week. BYU is not many, winning many games when Slovis is throwing the ball 51 times. It's just not happening. BYU couldn't run the ball either last week. Nine rushing yards. Nine. When you take out the sacks, still barely over 30 from a week ago. And that's not good enough. Even though BYU scored 27 points, they had the ball a lot. Outplayed Kansas 73-56. to 56. Five yards a play to Kansas is 6.3. Also, Kansas with a great put-away drive at the end of, end of the game when it was a one-score game to put this thing fully on ice last week in Lawrence. But this is the conference opener. It'll be a sellout in Provo. I think these are two of the four worst teams in the conference, and I'm getting points at home, even though, yes, decimated with injuries, BYU is. Two and a half. I will take the two and a half. I do like BYU to win this game outright as well. I think this is heading towards a long, long year for Cincinnati when it's all said and done. A little surprised they are a road favorite, even with the injuries on the BYU side. All right, let's go to the three games that are at 3.30 Eastern on Saturday. Let's start with the game I don't have a play on, and that's Baylor at Central Florida. Home opener and conference for the Knights. Injury concerns yet again in this game. We don't know if Shapin's going to play for... <laughs> for Baylor if he plays it's a totally different game totally different game because we know that and again this has been a bad start to the year for Baylor anyway you slice it and they were on pace to lose that game against Texas State even with shaping in before the injury he's much better than a banged up Robertson who which that's what he is at this point banged up with the ankle injury has really struggled so far I just don't see Baylor without Shapin hanging in this game. Now, look, we know John Rice Plumley banged up for Central Florida. Could be without him yet again. Ah, man, it's a lot of points for potentially a backup quarterback bowl in, in Orlando. 11.5 the line, Central Florida favored by DraftKings, 55 the total. But the uncertainty of quarterback for both sides is the main reason I'm passing on this game. If I knew we would have Shapin potentially, and again, I would be surprised if you see Shapin in this game, I would go with Baylor. But uncertainty-wise, for both quarterback positions, we're going to stay out of this game with Baylor and Central Florida. All right. Let's go to two games I have bets on. Let's start in Lubbock. Texas Tech hosting Houston. Houston finally bouncing back with a win a week ago. Blowing out Sam Houston. The offense looked good against a defense that has been very good so far this year in Sam Houston. And of course for Texas Tech, a nightmare so far to begin this year. One and three. And an extended nightmare last week in Morgantown. Chow getting... Injured early in the game. We won't see him again anytime soon. About for the rest of the year with that broken fibula. And look, I just don't know quarterback play wise 
for Texas Tech if it will be good enough moving forward. Now, it's a game they still could have found a way to win last week at West Virginia. West Virginia's offense is terrible. I don't think there's any arguing now. We'll get to West Virginia later in the card. I don't think Morden is good enough. And we've seen Morden struggle as quarterback for the Red Raiders in the past. And I just don't see Morden being able to be a true number one guy in this conference. And when it's all said and done, that's part of the reason here. And look, this is a revenge game for Donovan Smith as well. Of course, uh, obviously, at, at T- Texas Tech before transferring over to Houston now. And I'm I, this is a big-time motivation spot for Donovan Smith, who, play, again, played very well a week ago in that win against Sam Houston. Yes, it is a big step up in competition, even though Texas Tech's offense is really a mess at this point. Defensively speaking, I think the Red Raiders have been totally fine so far this year. It was not their fault. And their defense was good enough against Oregon to win that game. The defense was not the issue in Laramie, even though, yes, they did allow a, co- a big comeback in that game. But this feels like, and again, this move from 10 to 8.5, I liked it a lot more at 10. I did bet it at 10. I also bet it at 8.5 as well, as I wrote up in the article that's at heartlandcollegesports.com. But this, man, even though I have Houston power rated as one of the lowest teams in Power 5. Houston, with their number one quarterback, is a lot closer than 8.5 with Texas Tech with their backup. Texas Tech still probably finds a way to win this game, but this should be a one-score game, and I'm not convinced that Texas Tech is going to score enough also to cover a number like 8.5 at home. So we'll take the 8.5 with the Cougs on the road in Lubbock against Texas Tech. All right, the game of the week in the Big 12. Let's get to it. Texas and Kansas. Kansas, welcome to the top 25. You're in. You should have been in a while ago. Team is quite good, as we talked about going into the year. Last week against BYU, I was, you know, it was not Kansas's offense's A game. It just wasn't. And yes, I know that Kansas... Ended up averaging six yards a play, which is quite good. They did more than enough to win the game. And they were great on the ground. Devin Neal, Highshaw, great on the ground yet again. Same with Daniels. Jalen Daniels is such a good player, guys. Even, Even in a game where they only threw for 130 yards, he was efficient. 14 to 19, three touchdowns, great decision making near the in the red zone. Got Grimm wide open twice, took full advantage of it. The one thing that I'm concerned about with Kansas is defensively speaking, yeah, they held BYU to five yards per play around the field a long time. Obviously, the defensive touchdown's not sustainable. A pair of them, a fumble return for a touchdown and the pick six on the first drive of the second half ended up being the difference in the game against BYU. This is a humongous step up in class with Kansas playing Texas this week in Austin. Texas was dominant a week ago. Hey, look, doing what a team that should be on a march to the college football playoff does. They go on the road, getting Baylor with their backup quarterback, and that game was never competitive. 38-6, eight and a half yards to play to 4.3. Ewers was very, very good. 
They did lose two fumbles, but the defense was really good and what doing what you should do against a backup quarterback. And yes, they saw the third string of Martinez for a while, but doing what you should as an elite defense against a bad offense. Now, this is a step up for Texas's defense as well. And it's odd to see it in a year where Texas, of course, went to Alabama and won earlier in the year. This is far and away the best offense that Texas's defense will face so far. Kansas is way better offensively than, than Alabama at this point of the year, especially in that week two game was. Jalen Daniels is what Jalen Milrow wants to be. And Jalen Milrow is nowhere near the thrower to Jalen Daniels is at this point. So this game opened 17. It's down to 16 and a half at DK, 61 and a half is the total. So here's the deal with this. This is a look ahead spot for Texas. Red River's next week. Down at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. Oklahoma more than likely will be going there undefeated. We'll get to Oklahoma in a minute as they play Iowa State this weekend in Norman. But this is a difficult spot for Texas. Yes, the game's at home. Yes, they annihilated Kansas last year in Lawrence. Of course, remember, the infamous loss two years ago when Kansas' only conference win, a double overtime win for the Jayhawks on the road in Austin two years ago. But this is a very different team than what Texas was throwing out there two years ago. But when push comes to shove, and this is part of the reason that I liked Wyoming two weeks ago, to cover that big number, and Wyoming did, it is hard to get college kids to get up for every game, especially when you have your biggest rival and the biggest game of the regular season on deck now with Oklahoma. What before the Wyoming game, of course, Texas coming off the biggest win the Longhorns have had in a very long time in Tuscaloosa two weeks ago. So for Kansas, this is a good spot to stay in this game. Now, I don't think Kansas is able to win this game. But if they do, Kansas has obviously got the front door open to get themselves to Arlington. Not a look-ahead spot at all for KU with Central Florida up next week. They don't, and lucky for them, when they get Oklahoma at the end of the month of October, they have a bye week in between. Really only one look-ahead game left on the schedule, and that's Texas Tech the week before the Sunflower Showdown. I'll take 16 and a half. Now, if it gets back to 17, jump all over it. That is the number you really want to take if you can get it. If it pops back up, bet it. 16 and a half still should be enough. Still be, should be good enough for KU in order to cover the number. And at least, I, I think this is a touchdown game when it's all said and done. Would not shock me if this goes over to 61 and a half as well. Best offenses both of these teams have played by a wide margin. All right, let's go to Norman next. Oklahoma, Iowa State. Iowa State on the board in conference with a win last week against Oklahoma State. Who, Pokes just might be bad. If it wasn't for Houston and the injured Texas Tech, there are a bunch of bad teams in this conference this year. Top is good, but the bottom is not good at all in the Big 12. But a win, game went over most totals, <laughs> pushed ours in the first half, obviously way over with 61 total and a 34-27 win for the Clones. Oklahoma, we talked about them earlier against Cincinnati. I, I don't love how Oklahoma's offense looked against the Bearcats. But it continued, that game continued something that I've been very impressed with so far from Oklahoma. The defensive improvement from year one to year two with Venables seems real. Holding Cincinnati sub five yards per play, did it to all their opponents at non-conference. 
holding, again, the highest scoring team against Oklahoma is 11 points so far. This Oklahoma defense seems to be real. And that is a big deal moving into conference play fully now. And this is a bad offense at Iowa State despite what happened a week ago. Oklahoma's a 20-point favorite in this game. Total's 48.5 over at DraftKings. I have this as a stay away. Now, yes, if you wanted to take the 20 with the Cyclones, I could hear the argument. It's a look ahead for Oklahoma. Their offense hasn't been overly impressive. Iowa State's defense is still really good. Oklahoma State just hit a few big plays, but we're still sub five and a half yards of play last week in that game against Iowa State. So Iowa State's defense, despite giving up 27, still not bad yards per play-wise. But I am concerned about Iowa State's ability to score in this game. Now, 48 and a half is an awfully low total. Very, very low. If you wanted to go under the team total on Iowa State, I don't have a problem with that, but you better find a 14 and a half that's juiced to the under as opposed to the 13 and a half that are mostly out in the out in the market here. Oklahoma, Texas next week. Right now is a look ahead line of Texas minus five. I'm very curious to see how that moves based off the performances this week. For what it's worth, I think Texas is much better than Oklahoma. I think Texas will run them this year like they did a year ago. Not quite that as bad. Not quite that bad, obviously. But I think Texas is more than five points. That uh, I don't know where that will move as we get, uh, get going forward on that one the next week in Dallas. All right, last one of the week. Metroplex as well. TCU, West Virginia. Uh, I wanted to bet TCU this week, but TCU has been hammered in the market. TCU opened nine and a half. It's up to 12 now. 52 is the total. I thought anything sub 10 was good on TCU. West Virginia's offense has been awful, guys. It has been awful. They have won the last two weeks because of their defense and the ineptitude of the opposing offenses. Pitt's offense is a disaster with Jerkovic. And Texas Tech, look, Shout got hurt in the middle of the game. And Texas Tech's offense is not going to be a good offense now with all the injuries. And West Virginia's defense, look, West Virginia's defense might be better than we give it credit for, but I want to see it against a real offense. Now, TCU, after that loss week one to Colorado, which does not look as bad as it did at the time, obviously, TCU's been pretty good. Handle their business against Nichols and then back-to-back blowout wins against in-state teams handling Houston and the Cougs debut in the conference. And last week showed me something against SMU. That is an important game on SMU's schedule. And TCU inflicted their will on the Mustangs in the second half. 20-7 second half to win 34-17. TCU is still a good football team. They're nowhere near as good as they were a year ago but they could still make it to Arlington. It's not insane for them to make it to Arlington. Schedule's pretty favorable. They should be favored the next three weeks. Favored again at Texas Tech and again against Baylor. Boy, that game in Manhattan is going to be gigantic to see if we can win our Kansas State as more regular season wins than TCU. It's going to come down to that in Manhattan. But when push comes to shove here, look, I don't want to lay, I don't get in the business of laying bad numbers, but if you wanted to lay TCU with 12, I don't have an issue with that. I don't think West Virginia is going to score enough in this game. And even with the problems TCU's defense has had against better competition, 
West Virginia does not fit that mold offensively. Still with quarterback injuries as well to deal with on the West Virginia side. I would lean TCU late at 12 with the Horned Frogs as a lean in that one. All right. Those are all the games in the Big 12 this week. We'll be back next week here on Big 12 Bets at the Heartland College Sports Network. Make sure that you uh, rate, review, subscribe to the pod. Check out the column as well, the write-ups for the best three bets in the Big 12 this week and the heartlandcollegesports.com exclusive bonus bets for the week. Make sure you check them out there. I'm Jeff Parles. We'll see you next time. You're on Big 12 Bets.